Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down, back to our discussion on Lisk, the Long Island serial killing, and definitely welcome everyone back to our very special guest, a part two with a, uh, a, a just a, a tremendous figure in my mind, and uh, and I think anyone else that would know his history would uh, would agree. His name is Cliff Lent. He is a U.S. Naval veteran and Desert Storm, vet, uh, Storm veteran. Served on the aircraft carrier USS Nimitz, and also served 21 years as a police officer and a detective. Uh, awarded the Medal of Valor. He was the cop of the year, Silver Shield, and uh, and that's as a patrol cop, the Silver Shield. And again, just uh, everywhere he's gone, he's uh, he's seen great success. Uh, also, and I, I mentioned in the in the first show, uh, but it's worth mentioning again. Um, the, the the Medal of Valor came uh, along uh, with uh, with him disarming for the act of disarming a suicidal man armed with a gun and I, I'll, I'll tell you uh, just uh, amazing what cops have gone through in this last year especially and t- people talking about defunding the police and and insanity like that but uh, we have some great cops and we have some certainly many many great cops here in Suffolk County one of them who's uh, retired now but proud to have him here with me on radio is Cliff Lent, and welcome back, Cliff Lent. How are you? I'm good, Frank. Thanks for having me. Well, one of the things I failed to mention in the introduction is is the amount of work you did on the gang task force and uh, criminal intelligence unit, and uh, just a, a lot goes on at Homeland Security Bureau. And I, I've said before that uh, that Tim Sinney touted himself and sent out a mailer, I think taxpayer money too, sent out a mailer saying, Tim Sinney, the man who took down MS-13, and I always say Tim Sinney, uh, the man who slightly inconvenienced MS-13 uh, because they are fully operational and he didn't charge any of them with, with murder, uh, manslaughter, or any real serious uh, felonies. Um, you've been uh, you know, a, a police officer, detective, on the gang task force and uh, the gang unit, uh, tell me, am I am I right or wrong to believe that not only did he not take them down, but he he really didn't go aggressively go after MS-13? It's really quite a joke, Frank. If it wasn't so serious that uh, you know he claims to do, have done that, MS-13 is not uh, dead or out of business. Uh, he had very little to do with anything. Uh, Tim Sinney never put his hands or handcuffs on anybody from MS-13. He was never a cop. Um, He was, you know, a political operative that did a lot of press conferences to claim that he did these things, and he never did any of it. Uh, But he's got a spin machine behind him that is effective. And, you know, they, they dress him up. He smiles big for the camera, and he claims to do these things. And there's not a lot of investigative reporting to do a deep dive into the, the facts underlying the surface of what he's claiming. Uh, and you're one of those people. So I, I, I appreciate it. And I think that you bring uh, important attention to 
uh, a lot of these kinds of topics and problems in the police department. Well, one of the things, and I'll, I'll say it as thank you, for first of all, for that, uh, but secondly, uh, as reasons of full disclosure, I backed him four years ago. I backed him the, the year before that when he ran unsuccessfully for the legislature. I was under the impression that he would be a, a white knight and a shining knight. I, I didn't know how little experience he had. I, I speak to you know many of the, the folks at the U.S. Attorney's Office or, or people in the FBI, as he was there, he basically carried boxes for all of these cases. And and <laughs> the guy that's running against him now that I've only known for six weeks, uh, Ray Tierney, is the guy who actually has done <laughs> all of these things. It's it's almost like Tim Sinney took um, uh, Ray Tierney's uh, resume and, and and wished to be this man. And, and it's funny that he's he's actually being challenged now by a man who's who's done all of these things and he's taken on MS-13 and arrested MS-13. And and you look at it and, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed that I that I had backed Tim Sinney and especially when he does this type of thing. Uh, in general, uh, Cliff, do do police officers who have worked on gang task force and and, uh, and and gathered gang intelligence, do they cringe when when Cine either shows his incompetence, his arrogance, or or just this thin veil, this thin layer of of pretending to to do this? Uh, does this bother law enforcement? I, I think it frustrates them. I think it's a running joke whenever he does a press conference because. Uh, he does them so frequently, and he's constantly patting himself on the back for the hard work that other people do. Um, but uh, I would say that, you know, officers are frustrated with him. They're frustrated with him when he was police commissioner, and they're frustrated with um, the politics of what he's brought to the DA's office. Um, and, Frank, I was fooled by him, too, originally. I, you know, originally I thought he might be a decent guy and, and, and give him a shot, but... Uh, you know, I, I think I was naive originally uh, with my take on him and didn't realize that he was a, uh, a political opportunist and um, was, you know, very much in line with uh, the Bologna administration and would do anything to gain uh, political power. Yeah, amazing. I just, again, you're listening to the voice of Cliff Lent, and he spent 21 years as a police officer and detective, Medal of Valor winner and Cop of the Year, Silver Shield Award winner, uh, Frank McKay here with Cliff Lent. Cliff, uh, you had said something about uh, all of this going on, and, and we left the last show basically saying that uh, that these two men, uh, Tim Sinney and, and Steve Ballone, were frightened to death of, of Jimmy Burke. But after... Uh, the feds came in and took down, um, uh, took down Burke uh, and then Spoda and, and McPartland. Um, you know, the first people to, to stand over their grave, taking credit for politically speaking, their grave or their their career graves uh, were were Ballone and Cine. I mean, uh, yeah, address that if if you would. I mean, uh, it, it's a different it's you watching that because you kind of saw it from the inside out and, and uh, as a law enforcement officer and describe what you saw there. I had uh, uh, an inside seat to, to see it firsthand that they were afraid of him. Um, and, and not just them, everybody was afraid of Chief Burke and, and, and Spoda at the time. They had taken out uh, Steve Levy as county executive. Their, their power was seemingly limitless in the county. And so people were afraid of him. Um, but what I found to be completely outrageous 
is that uh, once the uh, federal investigators removed Burke, that Ballone and Sinney took a victory lap and started patting themselves on the back and, and, and painting themselves as reformers of the police department and the DA's office, and it couldn't be further from the truth. They did nothing, and they sat on their hands, and, and maybe understandably so at the time, but then to turn around and congratulate yourself and, and make it seem like you're a reformer, meanwhile, nothing was reformed, and it was business as usual, and Burke uh, was a Ballone guy. B Ballone installed him, and then Ballone went to find somebody else that would give him political protection, and he found Tim Sinney, and... Uh, you know, at the time when you're in the middle of it, you don't understand all of the ramifications of what's going on, at least I didn't. But uh, having retired from the department, having seen what happened over the years of the investigation after Burke's removal, uh, I, I see it very clearly for what it is and that uh, Tim Sinney was installed to give Steve Ballone political cover and protection. One of the things that, that I've pointed out here before is that Steve Ballone wasn't called to testify against Spoda uh, or Burke in the you know in the non-trial of Burke, but in the trial of Spoda and this uh, in the trial of Chris McPartland, uh, Steve Malone wasn't called, and the reason that most people give uh, that he wasn't called was uh, was because the. He had so many investigations against him. First of all, from the the Spoda uh, administration had one going, and and of course uh, Jimmy Burke um, undermined that and and made sure that it never came to light. But uh, maybe that all would have came to light when it when it got there. And the feds knew that they had a damaged potential witness there, and Spoda's and McPartland's um, attorneys would have made mincemeat out of uh, out of them, out out of uh, out of Steve Ballone. And, uh, you know, they just uh, they just wouldn't call him. And the feds also had uh, several investigations go on on uh, on Steve Ballone prior to that. And that's not maybe that's an absolute that uh, that he's been the subject of many investigations. So uh, uh, that would be a reason. Right. From your standpoint as a police officer, uh, you, you would understand why they wouldn't call Steve Ballone because, uh, you know, he, he's a damaged witness from from the get go. Without having firsthand knowledge of their, their decision process, I can just tell you from previous cases that that's exactly why they don't do it. It doesn't make sense to not have the highest elected official that had uh, first or secondhand knowledge in conversations with these people not testify. So the only logical reason that I can think of is that um, he would have damaged their case and therefore they didn't. You told me off mic, and again, Cliff Lent is who you're hearing, uh, Medal of Valor winner and Cop of the Year and Silver Shield Award winner, Cliff Lent, Frank McKay here with Cliff. You, you told me uh, off mic uh, a story about a conversation that, that you had and, and you were finding information going on as uh, in your intelligence uh, um, capacity in the gang unit and, and, and so forth that you... Well, I'm going to let you tell the story, but I think uh, you told me that you had given it to McPartland, and uh, or you gave it to gave it handed it in, and you basically thought it would be acted upon, and then it was uh, not only dropped, but you were you were uh, you you were surprised by the reaction. Can you tell the audience that story? Yes. Yeah, so back in early 2015, 
I was gathering information on a, a violent street gang that was dealing in uh, narcotics. Um, I collected some information, uh, some uh, visual screenshots of uh, things that were being posted uh, in amongst the group. And I wrote a confidential report about what I had observed um, and sent it to the DA's office, who I had been told were looking at uh, a group of these people. Um, I marked it confidential so that it not, a regular street cop couldn't see it. It had to be somebody with a higher clearance. So it was, you know, everything was, uh, would have been marked basically secret, uh, except for uh, supervisors or people that it was directed to. So I didn't see any reason why that would raise any uh, red flags or, or cause any waves. Um, I sent that to the DA's office, which at the time was being run by uh, uh, DA Spoda and uh, Chris McPartland. And I get word back almost immediately to stop my uh, investigation of those people and to stop submitting information about them. Uh, not only was I told to stop doing that, I was told that if I continued to submit information about them, that I would be arrested for interfering in their investigation. Um, wow. Just Frank, wow. I was, I was uh, wow, I was right. I, I was, uh, I was floored. Um, I was offended. Um, I was angry. I didn't understand, you know, there's no logical reason to tell somebody not to gather information, um, in my mind, unless there's something wrong going on on the other end of it. Um, so I was never given an explanation. I just know that I was threatened with arrest, and I believe that threat 100% because I knew of what they had done um, with uh, other cops or the, the influence that they put on them. So when Chris McPartland tells you that he's going to have you arrested, it's not an idle threat. Yeah. I, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> so, Les, you know, you would, I, I imagine that you would be thinking, out of boy, hey, way to go. Cliff, what a what a great job you did. Or, hey, this is good stuff, but we're going in a different direction right now. Keep your powder dry on this, maybe sometime in the future, but concentrate on something. I mean, some other reaction other than stop or you're going to get arrested. I, I mean, just yeah, unbelievable. Their reaction, Frank, it went further than that. Uh, not only was I threatened with arrest, I was told to cease all gang investigations, all drug investigations, um, all gun investigations, which was everything basically in my portfolio that, uh, you know, that I was looking at uh, through uh, different means. And uh, they left me with uh, doing nothing but, um, um, you know, potentially uh, any kind of executive or dignitary protection. Uh, so they took me out of all criminal investigations at that point. <laughs> wow. Just wow. It's, uh, you know, it's it's hard to look away when you see the corruption that has gone on. But again, this is, let's let's face it, and, and again, I've said this about Ballone, and I, 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 for reasons of disclosure, I always backed Ballone until the last election. We always backed him, gave him tens of thousands of votes from the time he was supervisor in, in Babylon by the time, the time he was a councilman in, uh, in Babylon. And I've always backed him, so it's not like I have any built-in hatred for Steve Ballone. I never had anything. Uh, you know, I, I liked him until I realized how corrupt uh, he was. And the Ballone administration, and, and now, you know, of course, Tim Sini is part of it, by far is the most corrupt administration you could ever come across, and certainly in Suffolk County. And if you think about it, the, the police chief that he put in, Without a trial, he, he copped a plea and got 46 months. 
And so his appointed police chief, Jimmy Burke, went down in order to try to protect him. The head of public integrity unit, uh, Chris McPartland, chief aide to Tom Spoda, went down and got five years. And and Tom Spoda, the DA, based on protecting the the man that Steve Ballone put in office, uh, got five years, uh, you know, for protecting and and covering up, uh, attempting to protect and and covering up uh, Jimmy Burke. And now the handpicked. Candidate, candidate, the the sitting DA, who's, I mean, it's just, and these are my words, I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not asking you to even respond if you don't want, Cliff, but uh, the the handpicked DA to replace Spoda basically has the same folks running the show over there, and they have, um, you know, it's a mini version, it's a younger version uh, of Tom Spoda's office, and nothing has changed. It's the most corrupt administration that I could ever dream of. And and here we got a guy running for his first re-election, and he really has nothing to run on other than hyped up uh, cases that uh, that really just look good in, in the press that nobody disputed before us. Nobody's disputing any of this. Again, Frank McKay here with Cliff Lent. Um, a, a police officer extraordinaire, and uh, he has, uh, you know, won the Medal of Valor, the the Silver Shield, uh, certainly Cop of the Year, uh, says a lot from uh, from where he was coming from. Just an amazing job. Also, uh, a Navy vet uh, who uh, served proudly, served us proudly in the uh, in the Persian Gulf War, and uh, just uh, just amazing. Uh, career that he's put together, Cliff Lent, here again, here with Frank McKay. Uh, uh, again, your assessment, if uh, if you would, on Tim Sinney, and uh, you've said before that he's uh, basically a showman, right? He comes out and he has blustery press conference and everything else. From a law enforcement standpoint, um, uh, does he have the experience or the, the confidence to to run a county the size of Suffolk County, in, in your own opinion? Oh, absolutely not, Frank. And neither as a police commissioner when he was installed as police commissioner. Uh, as a young guy, he was younger than most supervisors, even sergeants or lieutenants on the job. Uh, never been a cop. Uh, never was a supervisor of any, uh, of any level of uh, group of people and took over one of the largest police departments in the country. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's offensive to taxpayers. Uh, we all pay. I pay taxes. You pay taxes. All your listeners pay are taxpayers. And we pay a lot of money to live in a safe county. And we expect our officers to have good equipment. We expect them to have the best training. And we expect them to have the highest professionalism. And then to take a guy with zero experience and install him as police commissioner is offensive to every single one of us. And then to use that as a launching platform, which seemed to me as clear as day that it was the plan all along to run them for DA once they realized that the federal government was into uh, Burke and Spoda. Uh, and they saw an opportunity there, perfect storm, so to speak, of politics. And they used it as a platform to launch uh, a guy, 35 years old, junior attorney. Uh, I, 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 my, it's my understanding that he never did closing arguments in a case, in a trial of any significance. And now that guy's our, our district attorney. So 
the, the answer is no. I mean, he doesn't have the experience, and I'm not sure why he's there. Absolutely amazing. Just absolutely amazing. If, if anyone wants to know why there's been no investigation and no breakthroughs on Lisk, on the Long Island serial killing, uh, it, it's you know, it, and again, this is me talking. I'm not speaking for my guests. Certainly not speaking for any of the stations that play this. Uh, I, I'm just simply stating this is why. This is why there is no progress in the the world's or the country, at least the country's largest uh, unsolved serial killing, in uh, in nothing. And in ten years, we we got a belt. We got a belt in ten years. And uh, again, uh, we know who covered it up. We know it was Steve Ballone. We know it was Jimmy Burke. And now to top it off, we have a DA. The reason I started this series in the first place is because we thought we could affect change. And uh, and, and the first thing, and I'm not even pulling any punches here, and uh, Tim Sinney, you are welcome to come on anytime, anytime and dispute any of this. You know what the questions are going to be. Come on, come on any show on this station. It doesn't have to be with me, but explain yourself. Uh, the Thomas Valva letter was disgusting. The uh, the Valva, uh, the young young boy who who died of hypothermia, and uh, and to be used in a, a fundraising letter, uh, just just disgraceful. But um, honestly, Tim Sinney, come on, Steve Ballone, come on anytime. Uh, again, <laughs> and to everyone listening, please. Ask him these questions. If you are in earshot of Tim Sinney, if he's in earshot of you, shout these questions to him. He is an absolute disaster. He's been a disaster, and it's just getting worse and worse. Uh, Cliff, I'm sorry to go off on that, but uh, we're out of time. Okay, uh, hopefully I can get you for a part three. Uh, congratulations on your career, and, and thank you very much for your service as a police officer, as a detective, and, and certainly as a, as a U.S. Navy vet. Um, uh, any final words? Any anything you want to add before we uh, before we leave, Cliff? Frank, I just want to thank you again uh, because I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, um, and it means a lot. Uh, the, the, are we safer with these people, um, or are we not? And and for me, the answer is clear. That's why I take my time to speak to you. I think it's important that people hear about what's going on, um, and I just thank you for what you're doing. Cliff, thank you very much once again. And to everyone out there, thank you very much for listening. Binge listen to everything that we've been doing. You've been listening to our LISC series, our weekly LISC series. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.